song back. Now, we'll just jump right into it. What I realized about my husband was that he had a, to me, he had a bit of a complex, maybe an arrogancy. It was hard to explain, um, so I'll, I'll do my best to explain. We started dating, and I remember like the first couple of conversations, and I, I think this is when I kind of knew that I needed to kind of slow my roll, but I just started to think back to all the things. There were times when um, he was just moving too fast. I remember he would, um, like, initially when we started started talking, being that I wasn't from there, I didn't have any family there. I had a couple of friends in the military, but that was, that was it. And um, I remember he, as far as, like, you know, being introduced to his family and everybody, I, I clicked with them. You know, I really clicked with his family. And... Um, it was nice. Like, I didn't need him. Like, if he wasn't there, it was okay. I could talk to his mom, talk to his sister. You know, his brother was a little cutesy little, little boy. Um, I remember his grandma, grandpa was amazing. You know, like, it was cool. Um, and for the most part. Like, there was that one cousin and, I, and her mom that were just kind of, oof. But we'll get to them later. But, um... You know, for the most part, you know, it was like, it was all gravy. And, um, I remember just hanging around and just kind of like becoming part of the family. Like, I remember I used to have, I was having health issues and I didn't really know what was going on. I think it might have been early onset of, you know, MS symptoms or something. But I remember like, there was one time... I was asleep and I literally was so dehydrated, like my body started to shut down. And I actually had an accident on his mom's sofa. Oh my gosh, it was so embarrassing. But like they just loved me, and you know I went to the doctor and you know did some self care and everything, and it was great, you know. But um, <laughs> yeah, I will definitely um, not be one to hide my oopsies in life on this podcast because I I don't care you know I believe humans need to discuss what they really go through so that we can help each other you know but anyway so um I remember he would uh there'd be like books in the house like with houses and stuff like you know how the the little papers come and they have different houses that are for sale or what have you. And he would show me these houses and say, you know, I'm going to buy you this house. And we had only been talking for like a minute. I was like, dude, you don't even know me yet. Like, why are we looking at houses? I was like, I don't need you to buy me a house. We would go in the mall and he would slide me into the ring store. And I kept telling him over and over again, like my ideal marriage, if I ever got married would be to get a tattoo of my finger. Yeah, this was before Beyonce and Jay-Z did it, baby. You know, other other people did that. 
well before they did but anyways you know like that was my that was my thing I was like yeah I just want a tattoo I don't need a diamond that's gonna catch on to everything and be in a way being in the military like you have a whole different outlook on jewelry and I never was a jewelry person jewelry was not important for me (laughs) so um but still you know I did have things that were important I do one of my love languages is gifts I will say that but um I was like I could buy my own jewelry like costume jewelry that I wear when I do wear something and dress up I was like I don't need these fancy uh pieces that I you know have to clean and take care of I didn't need all that but you know that's who his mother was and maybe who his ex you know the love of his life was I don't know I guess I don't really I can't I only talk about the things that I know for sure and as far as she and I go I um we 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 did have conversations which I will discuss um but I didn't really know her you know I feel like we probably might have talked more if it wasn't for him but that you know wasn't the case so uh I remember the first incident for me of you know a red flag that I should have took heed to or taken heed to that I didn't was uh, I remember he introduced me to one of his like uh you know how we in the black community have family but they're not really family your aunts your cousins your sisters your brothers your uncles your you know your other mamas and he introduced me to one of his you know aunts uh, quote unquote and he called me his not his ex the love of his life and I share a, a name of sorts my middle name is her first name um, <laughs> another coincidence is um, her birthday is the 29th of the month before mine (laughs) and my birthday is the 29th of the month after hers so you know there's just similarities and things and so but he introduced me to his aunt quote-unquote using her first name and I looked at him and I was just like um that's not my name you know and he you know he corrected himself and he tried to play it off and say that, um, <laughs> he tried to play it off and say, oh, well, that's your middle name. And I was like, but you don't call me. Nobody calls me by my middle name. Like, nobody calls me that. Like, I think my godmother, one of my godmothers does something similar to it. But it's a pet name that she uses. And it's not even really my middle name. It's just her pet name for me. And I was just like, what are you... <laughs> You know, that should have been a red flag. Like, if you can't even call me by my name, like, you know, if I would have called him something totally different, you know, if he shared a name with one of my exes, it it, it would have been a different response. It would have been totally different. But those types of things, um, when we would have disagreements, when I finally found out that he was talking to her still, I guess we had, uh, we were in the car and this was like when I first started to realize he was still talking to her. And he had accidentally butt-dialed her. 
And I guess she heard the conversation. This is what she says. She says he butt dialed her. I don't know if that was that's true. I don't know if he just told her about the whole conversation. I don't know. I don't really care. But I just know she was privy that I was aware of her and what have you. And um, it was just, you could tell that he cared for this woman. And I could tell that he didn't care for me. But I still continued to talk to him because it was just like, you know, he would tell me, you know, no, no, I'm not, not in love with her. No, I don't want to be with her. And I believed him, but my gut, and you should always listen to your gut. Like, that's your, that's your connection to the truth, man. That's how I always know my daughter's lying to me. My gut just always tells me. And I pry and I ask, I can't even say, I hate specific because it's so hard to get out of my mouth, but I'll ask her specific questions and ding, I'm able to say, so that tells me you were lying to me, you know, but like my gut is amazing and I ignored it. I ignored all the signs, you know, I did. I'm not even going to lie. So many signs. Um, I remember... We, um, he, when he was ready to break up with me, after I had, you know, found out about, oh, wait, well, there was another time when I was, I was going to try to go find her and confront her, right? Like, I was just like, she knows we're talking, so what the heck? You know, and I was like ready to, you know, I was kind of in that mode of, oh, yeah, I'm going to get her. But when in actuality, it was him. It was him I needed to drop like a bad habit because, he also knew we were talking. <laughs> so it was like, either you want to talk to me or you don't. Go back to her. You know, I was like, I was fine. I was chilling. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I saw him. was like, I got to have him. I was good, you know. Like, after all of the hurt and relationships and, you know, incidents I'd had with men in my past and, you know, like... <sighs> I was good. He could have gone on with with his life. But instead, you know, our relationship became known around the church. And um, then it happened. They got back together. It was like, you know, we were arguing. He was like, just, he, he, it's funny because he was acting like he's acting now as we're going through this divorce. And I should have known it then. Like, this is how he acts when he's with her. He becomes a really rude, uncaring... He's just, he's just a different type of person. A different type of person. And um, it's, it's hilarious now when I look back at it. Because it's like, girl, you should have known. You should have known. But... You know, we sometimes just ignore it. You ignore it because you're like, he 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 wouldn't do me like that. You you just really think and trust people. You you assume they're just really telling you the truth, and that's how we get caught up. But um, yeah. So he disappeared, and I assume he wouldn't have stayed over to her house that night or something. And it was funny because I ended up staying over to his mom's house. <laughs> And, yeah, he didn't come back home. And I was just like, okay, you know. And I, left, I remember I left him a note, and I was just kind of like, yeah, 
Yeah, I'm, this is, I'm good. You you go ahead and enjoy. Right, you know, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, love. And, um, like, that was pretty much the end of it. You know, everybody was still kind of, like, trying to talk to him and tell him, like, to leave her alone because she was a little, she was a little, I mean, she was a little loose. I ain't gonna say loose. She had a, a, you know, baby's father. This is what I heard, you know what I'm saying? Like, she, no matter what happened, no matter who she was with, like, he held the key. You know what I mean? So I ain't gonna say loose. She just wasn't faithful to anybody because of the love that she had for him, you know? So, it was, it was, uh, it was unfortunate for my husband that he went back to her because she wasn't, uh, my thought process, and this is only my opinion, was that she was looking for him to blow up because he was working with some people in the industry, the entertainment industry that used to be hot, you know, they still was making money, but they weren't hot no more, you know, but, um, and I, I, he had been working with them for a while, like, even when they were hot, you know, or close to the end of their hotness, and so I guess the belief was that he was about to blow up and do his thing or whatever, and I, I feel like she was expecting that to happen, like, she would have been one of those women that would have had the guy who would have been on the road traveling, but old boy would have come through, you know, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you know, to shut it down, or weekend lover, you know, and I just really feel like, but I don't know, you know, I don't know what their relationship was, because, of course, he never really wanted to talk about it with me, you know, Um, I was an open book, and he was pretty much, you know, hush mode when it came to her, he never wanted to tell me the truth, and like I said, if it hadn't been for the friends that I had, who were his friends and family members, you know, quote unquote, I w- I would have been in the in the dark in regards to her. I remember one night he told me he had to go. We couldn't talk on the phone because he had to help another one of our homegirls um, go through one of her breakups or something. And I was just like, to this day, I don't know if that was true or not. I don't know if she covered for him. And he really just wanted to get off the phone with me and talk to his love of his life, you know, or if he really was talking to that um, mutual friend and helping her through her crisis, you know. Um, but what I know is that we were going through our own crisis. So for him to get off the phone with me to help her through hers, it said it spoke volumes about him. And I, that was another thing that I ignored, you know. And, um, so we, you know, February 29th, I would say the end of May, uh, oh, there was another incident where one of his friends who was very well known in the community, she was a singer, uh, he introduced me to her on a day when he and I had been arguing. And I'm not one to fake the funk. If there, if something stinks, my nose smells it and my face reacts. And so he was introducing me to her, and I didn't have any idea who she was. I'm not from that that place. So, you know, I tried to be as cordial as I could, but it was kind of short. It was just kind of like, hey, how you doing? You know, and because we were arguing, like, about the love of his life. 
I wanted him to tell me. I was like, just tell me. Like, I knew it. But he just would not say it. I was like, I know you're in love with her. You want to be with her. Just, like, let's just stop this sh- shenanigan. I wanted to stop it. Even her parents. Like, I remember her mom and her stepdad. You know, we were like, that day we were sitting with them. And she was telling me, you know, certain things. And I was just like, and I remember she encouraged me. She was like, you you got a lot going on for yourself. Like, you know, don't boggle yourself down with a person that is emotionally somewhere else. You know, and I took that. And like I said, that just really helped me. Because, I, you know, like I said, I you, tr- you want to trust somebody. You want to believe them. So when you ask them a question and they tell you an answer, you you expect them to be telling you the truth. That was when I started to realize he lied a lot. That was like the first... You know, when I could look back at life, that was when I really could just say, mm, he's a bit of a compulsive liar, um, almost narcissistic at certain points, you know, but then again, it was a different type of uh, personality, you know, that he had. I remember we were um, in the store, one of those, you know, uh, mass bulk stores, food, ch- you know, chains, um, and we were shopping, and one of the girls from the church, one of, uh, like, his play cousins, because he called her mom, aunt, you know, and her, her dad, uh, uncle, she was there, and she said something to us. She told us how cute we were and how much she loved us or what have you, and I remember he was just, like, so nonchalant, like, just so disrespectful to her presence, even, and... I remember she uh, she told me, she was like, you know, uh, he, well, she told him even that day. This was after we had gotten married. She was like, you know, she told him, she's like, you used to be so mean. She's like, and now you're nicer. Like, <laughs> and I remember like before, like that meeting that we had with her another at another time, he, did, he literally just dismissed her. He was just like, a, you know, just so nonchalant. And um, I remember he told me, you know, there's certain people, you know, once I make it, there's certain people we won't be able to socialize with. And I just looked at him with this look of, oh, so you one of those forget where you come from, like, you know, type people. You one of them. We can't we can't socialize with the peasants anymore once we become king and queen. Is that what it is? You know, and I was just like, it was funny to me because that's not my M.O. That's not who I am. And um, a lot of people told me, they were like, you know, you, you changed him because he was a bit of a jerk. Or they would say, oh, he's an asshole. You know, uh, I remember one prominent person in the community that, you know, he had a relationship with when they were younger. And they kind of just started to dwindle as they got older. He told me, he was like, um, yeah, I was like... He, uh, my husband, thought that everything was supposed to be handed to him on a silver platter. He thought people were supposed to help him just because he was talented. You know, like, forget the money, forget, you know, fam- I got a family and bills. I'm just supposed to help you just because. And I-, I really saw that. Yeah, I saw that at times. And I, I remember, you know, just having deep, throw-it-in-your-face conversations with him, trying to help him be a better version of himself because that's what I felt like a relationship should be 
we should both help each other be better than we were the day before. That is, you know, that is something that is... I love that. I love from, you know, the person I'm with to... What's the song? I'm a movement by myself, but I'm a force when we're together. You know, that's what you want in life. You want somebody that is going to hold you accountable. You want somebody that's going to make you better. You want somebody that's going to push you and tell you the truth. You don't want somebody that's going to be a yes person and lie to you and just say the things you want to hear and try to give you what they think you want. Ugh, and that's what he did all the time. He always thought he knew me and thought he knew me better than I knew myself. And um, that was never the case. Never. And um, But still and all, you know, throughout all of that, like I said, he... He ended up, you know, telling me, like, we, 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 he broke, I would say he broke up with me, you know, and went around telling everybody that I wanted to be with him, but he didn't want to be with me. Even though I had written him that letter, like, saying, like, yeah, let's, let's just, you know, cool it down. <laughs> let's just quit, right? You know, but I would say, like, that night, him not coming back home to his house and leaving me there at his house while he went out and rendezvous with old girl that was that was his breakup with me that was it you know and I was like cool you know and I I tried to talk with him I was just like you really want to go back to her from everything I've heard she doesn't care about you and he was like you don't know anything like that's what that's when the uh the madman would come out you know and I didn't know anything at that point you know even though I was getting my degree that he never finished you know um I was, you know, I I didn't have any knowledge, had no smarts whatsoever, and um, it was hurtful, because he went around the church telling everybody that, you know, and I just, I was just like, dude, like, I was like, you weren't even my type, so how you gonna sit here and just say, I wanted to be with you, but you didn't want to be with me, I was like, you were showing me houses, showing me rings, you know, like, I was a, a staple in your family at that point, and... Really, just like really just just disowned me and tried to make me seem like I was crazy. People were walking around like, you, you're beautiful. You don't need to follow and chase after a man. I was like, it was so disrespectful, y'all. It was so disrespectful. I was like, I don't chase after men. Men chase after me. Like, I was, I was hurt. I was so hurt, like my pride, my ego, my heart, because I had let this church boy come in. I had literally gotten rid of my black book talking to him. You know, I wasn't answering or taking calls from anybody else. And um, I had a few handsome people in my circle that (laughs) I spent time with. But, um, you know, and it was like, I just shut it all down. I shut it all down and for him. And for him to do me like that, it was just, it was embarrassing. I'm like, I'm in the choir. I sing. She goes to this church. And you just want me to just be okay with it. I literally, like, I, I, it was hard to come to church. It was so very difficult, but I still came because I had obligations, you know. And um, everybody could kind of see the hurt that was happening. 
And this was like, like I said, towards the end of May, beginning of June. I remember his brother had a birthday party, and of course they invited me to come, whatever. Um, so I stopped through, whatever. And I remember his statement to his brother was like, here's a gift from me, and, you know, and he said her name. And I was just like... <laughs> Okay, you know, and I, you know, I stayed for a little bit, just long enough, but I, I left, and um, went about my day, and I, I guess I think it was just the fact that I liked this family, you know, I, they were nice to me, from what I could tell, you know, it was, it was a lot of niceness going on, and um, I needed that, I needed that, being away from my family and, and friends and stuff, it was nice to have somebody to, you know, commune with, so to speak, and be around, and, um, I remember after that, like I said, I would try to call and check on him, and, uh, we, it was never a good conversation, he was always like, why are you calling me, don't be calling me, and, like, everybody was just like, why don't you just call and check on him? You know, and the others were like, don't call him at all. Let him, let him find out on his own. And I was just like, I felt like I needed to save him. I was like, you don't need to be with her because she's no good for you. Like, it was like, listen to me. I've been hurt so many times. I'm trying to help you. (laughs) And like, it's like, don't save him. He don't want to be saved. So I eventually, you know, got over it. I started to get over it. But I was still hurt, like I said, because I still had to go to this church. And at this point, he wasn't there. He had went out of town to another state to be with the not-so-hot person in the industry, you know. And um, I was still checking on him, you know, because I thought he was a nice guy. I really did. Even though, despite, you know, I mean, being abused as a child, somebody catches a little attitude with you. Like, that shit ain't nothing. Because it's like, he ain't pistol whipping me. Like, you just kind of ignore it or dismiss it because you don't really see that this person is really not for you, you know. But um, I eventually, there was a guy that was uh, in the military, and he was handsome. There was something about him that was weird, but I couldn't put my finger on it at that point. But he was handsome. He had a nice car. He had his own place. He was well-dressed and just very, he was fine, y'all. He was so fine. And he had been trying to talk to me for a minute, and I just kept ignoring him. You know, I was just like, look, bruh, I'm good. You know, I've had enough military men to know my limit. And I was like, I'm good. (laughs) And um, after that, you know, he kept pushing him. I was just finally just open like, I remember one of my husband's uh, play cousins at the time. She and I were really close friends. And she was like, girl, you better holler at him. He fine. You know, I was like, okay. So he and I started talking. I mean, it was to the point we would go out. Me, my husband's cousin, homegirls, we would go out. And my friend would let me hold his car. He'd be like, drive my truck so that way I know y'all safe. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, pocket change. He'd give me, you know, $50 out of his pocket. Oh, he'll go 50 bucks. Get you a couple of drinks. You know, he was just really, 
he was a really good steward of um, my heart. And I needed it. I needed, like, something to take my mind off of the hurt that I was feeling. Because I let my guard down with my husband when we were dating. I let it down and didn't have the same guard up that I would have had with your average, you know, um, thug or bad boy that I previously had talked to. And, um, yeah, he got me. So... And just being around this friend, this new guy, it started to help. I could talk to him about my husband, who, of course, wasn't my husband at the time. But I could talk to him about him, and he would give me the real, the male's point of view of it. And I appreciated that. You know, we also hung out. We go to the movies. We go on dates. He started to come to church with me. And I was starting to just, and I meanwhile, I'm still in touch with my husband's family. You know, like, they didn't let me go. Like, they didn't cut me off like he did. And so I remember uh, my husband's mom needed to move. And it was to the point where my friend was going to help her move her stuff out of the house because her son wasn't there. And his little brother was young and, you know, wasn't going to do much, you know, unless it involved the basketball. <laughs> yeah, dog. So, you know, she needed some muscle and he had plenty of it. He was a, a a bodybuilder anyway, so he definitely had plenty of brawn and strength. And um, I remember I used to do these poetry nights when I first was in the military. I stopped doing that when I got married to my husband because, you know, it wasn't something that he would have enjoyed with me, the freaky side of me. But I used to do these poetry events and my when I do poetry, like I have a poem, but there's some music in the background. You know, I'm crooning and humming and singing and doing a couple runs here and there. And um, it just kind of sets the mood for a lovely evening, a lovely, sexy evening. You know, you can bring your, your, your date out to hear me talk, and then y'all can go home and handle some stuff. You know, I just, and I just loved enticing the love between people just love talking about it and just expressing myself and I remember um, the last one I did I was actually almost I was getting ready to get married to my husband and my friend was there and him and me walked up to me and he was like he was like Man, he was like the passion that I had. He just really wanted that to be us. And, you know, I tried to abstain from sex with him. My husband and I had had sex once before we actually got married. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all that great. But I just figured, you know, most of the time a man would have sex with you. And it's kind of like that first time is a dud, you know. And you're just kind of like... And he got to get used to it or whatever. So I just kind of charged it off to the head. But uh, I tried to be abstinent. And um, I remember during the time period that I was, you know, we, he and my husband and I weren't together. Um, my friend and I had an encounter, you know, I climaxed. I will say that. And that's all I'll say. You know, it might not have been what your typical, you know, 
anyways but um you know it was our our relationship took a a sexual you know level uh point uh step (laughs) and so that had been added to the layer of us and so that kind of you know connected us a little bit further at that point and um I remember we went out to the movies my friend and I and he had been going to church and stuff like I said and people knew I was talking to somebody and I remember we were at the movies and my husband's like one of his best friends this guy ended up being his best man at the wedding he and his wife were at the movies as well and they saw us you know and I was just kind of like nonchalant because like they had they were on my husband's bandwagon with the whole I mean in my mind they were with the whole you know I wanted to be with him but he didn't want to be with me type thing and I remember (laughs) I was just so my guard was up like I didn't want anybody that you know, believed him into my life, and like they kind of, I kind of, I remember I, we had a conversation, and I remember like the his wife, the friend's wife, told me, you know, she didn't really believe it. Like she was like, she could look at me and tell that that wasn't the type of person I was. But of course, you know, you your boy, your homeboy, gonna you know stick with you and believe that you are the Mac Daddy, and every woman wants you. Of course, every woman wants you. That's your boy, you know. <laughs> Anyways, so, um, but I guess word got back to him at some point, you know, and I guess at this point he had started to realize that his, the love of his life was still cheating on him with her, you know, her love of her life and, um, whoever, I don't know, but, um, and he called me, it was a holiday, I think it was like, uh, fourth, uh, Labor Day, uh, September, I remember that was, because that's his birthday month and it's just, it was a lot going on so months had passed you know I had months had passed and I was technically moved on you know chilling chilling in my single life again rebuilding my black book (laughs) and um he called me on the blue at this church event that we had for the holiday and I was headed out with um my friend I was headed to meet him meet up with him and stuff and um he was like, where you going? I was like, um, I got a date, you know, and then that's when it was just like, oh, you got a date, you know, then now he wants to be territorial and make it seem like I shouldn't be going on a date, but like, nigga, you embarrassed me and now you want to, you know, and so I talked to him about that. He never really like, at that point, he never really apologized for what he had put me through, but I kept telling him what had happened. And he was just like, he kept just saying he was stupid, you know, never really said, you know, I apologize for telling the church. Like, it was almost, I'm that type of person. I took that that test, the five love languages, the apology language. And my, my apology language is like reparations. Like, if you embarrass me in front of a group of people, you need to apologize to me in front of that same group of people. That's just kind of like where I realize I'm at in my life, like. It don't mean nothing to me that you apologize to me in private. You embarrass me in public. You need to apologize in public. And um, I've, but I, like I said, as you get older and figure out who you are, you learn more about yourself. But um, so we talked for like the entire day, like off and on. Of course, you know I did what you know I, you know had my day and everything, but. 
he and I talked for like, I want to say it was like 20, it, if it wasn't 24 hours, it was 23, like literally for a whole day. Like this is back when your cell phone lasted a long time. So I literally talked on the house phone um, after the cell phone went dead. And then when the cordless house phone went dead, I put it back on the hook and got back on the cell phone. Or maybe I switched to the other um, house phone, but it was like, it was just a continuous conversation. And in that conversation, it was like, we got to the end of it. He was just like, I want to be with you. We should get married. You know, let's get back together. And I was just like, you know, why don't we just be friends? Because I was trying to explain to him that my heart hadn't healed yet. And I didn't know who he was. Like, I really didn't know him. And, um, you know, it was like, I need a minute. I need a minute. And then that's when he was like, he like double dog dared me. It was like, was you was you in love with that with that nigga? And, you know something. And I was just like, no, I'm not in love with him. I was like, he's a nice guy, but I'm not in love with him. And that's how he got me. I was like, okay, I'm gonna prove you wrong. I don't love him. Sure, let's let's get back together. And that's kind of how it went, you know. And I didn't want to though. Deep down inside, I really just wanted to be friends. And I said it so many times. But he was that type of person that would just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And I gave in. No gun to my head. I gave in. And um, I'll discuss more about me giving in and accepting him back into my life and how our relationship progressed into the marriage. Until next time, I'll just say peace.